Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Ah, here we go on a Thursday. Celtic season on the line. So many stories. The anti-LeBron James factor is out again. It's the hurt. Wherever you may be, however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. J-Mac, people are now saying LeBron James stole the Denver Nuggets sweep news. The retirement is calculated. <laughs> Coming out of the woodwork. I don't really have a response to that, Colin. I, I don't know what's wrong with people, you know? just want to go after LeBron 24-7. That, they're making that like their life's journey to really just take down the king. It's, it's sad, but predictable. Yeah, so LeBron's critics, and there are lots of them, uh, a Western Conference executive said he'll suit up next year. He just changed the conversation. He didn't want to talk about the sweep. He wanted to make it about him. I'll get to his quotes in a second. But um, there are those who will say he was asked about his future. Uh, The question wasn't about his future. He was asked to assess the season, and he made it about his future. So we'll get to that again in a second. But, yeah, I hear this a lot. And I have said before, I, I do tend to think LeBron's pretty calculated. But what if I just changed the word and I said LeBron is very strategic? Calculated sounds cunning. Uh, Strategic sounds smart. And we do this all the time where we find a polarizing person and we take one person and we assign words to them. And the words can kind of mean the same, but not really. You see it with Elon Musk. He's impulsive. He's unhinged. He is out there. He's crazy. Or is he creative? Is he a risk taker? What is Elon Musk? Risk taker? Crazy? Impulsive, unhinged? You tell me. 
politics is involved, so nobody's going to give him a fair shot, right? One side loves him, one side hates him, and that's what we have largely with LeBron because he has threatened Michael Jordan's all-time greatness, and Michael's the most beloved player in league history. Flashy, good-looking, well-dressed. I mean, he was just everything. The most stylish, the coolest, the best, the most clutch, and probably, well, to that point, the greatest. And when you threaten that, whoa, 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 whoa. Sports becomes polarizing. Don't tell me this guy is not the greatest. And Michael and basketball fans tend to be more loyal than other fans because the league's always really in recent years, recent decades, pushed the player over the team. So we get our hooks into players and we love them and we'll defend Westbrook to the end and we'll defend Harden to the end even after failure, after failure, after failure. And Jordan had very few of those. So you know if you question Jordan's greatness, it becomes very polarizing. But I hear that all the time about people. That guy is arrogant. I see confident. She is demanding. I see principled. She's rigid. I see accountable. So LeBron gets called calculated. I'd argue, could you call him strategic? I mean, you don't become a billionaire by accident. How about even a softer word than strategic? Because strategic sounds powerful. How about prepared? He's a good planner. Not a lot of billionaires who didn't plan and prepare for stuff. So here are a couple LeBron bites. Listen to the question in and his response. This is after a game. He comes up to the podium. He just he was exhausted in the second half. He's always been very good with the media. You ask a question, he'll give you an answer. So here's the question and the answer to start. Obviously, all-time scoring record, another season where you essentially defeat Father Time again on a personal level. How would you evaluate the season that you had? Yeah. I, mean, I let her play the game. Um, I let her compete. I let her be out there for my guys, my teammates, wherever I have that, that particular year. Um, I think it was special in the, in the fact that having a first-year coach and a first-year coaching staff to be able to take, you know, take them to the Western Conference Finals. I think that's dope for Coach Ham and his coaching staff going forward. Um, that's pretty amazing. That young lady asked a question, and he gave an answer. And LeBron paused for like three or four seconds, kept talking. Again, he's always been somebody always willing. During a game, after a game, LeBron always talks. He's been more than fair with the media. And he kind of meandered and rambled around, and then it continued on. Now, for me, I mean, I just... You know, it's all about availability for me and um, keeping my mind sharp and things of that nature. Um, being present on the floor, being present at, you know, locker room and you know, bus rides and plane rides, things of that nature. Um, it's challenging. It's challenging, you know, for sure. It was a very challenging season, um, you know, for me, um, you know, for our, for our ball club. God, he just said more in two minutes than Kawhi Leonard has in a career. I wish every player talked like that. I don't want on to Cincinnati. He was asked a question. He gave an answer. He paused. He rambled. He talked a little more. And then he paused again after that for about eight seconds, 12. Kind of looked at the media, about ready to wrap it up. And then he said this. We'll see what happens going forward. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I got a lot to think about, to be honest. I got a lot to think about, to be honest. And, 
just for me personally, going going forward with the game of basketball, got a lot to think about. Doesn't feel that planned and calculated and strategic and prepared. Question was asked about the season. He gave a really good answer, happy for his coaches. Kind of paused and talked about then his availability. Seasons are as good as his availability. And he paused again and said, I got a lot to think about. (laughs) Nick Saban walks to the podium about six times a year, and he's in a mood, and he's going to talk about whatever he wants to talk about. It doesn't matter what the question is. He'll just bring up the transfer portal. He'll bring up the NIL. And we always laugh about it on this show. It's obvious what he's doing. Nick is sending a message to his team, to his university, to the sport, and I don't have a problem with it. Nick Saban is asked to make lots of press conference appearances. Nick can be a bit impatient and testy, but he's almost always available, and I appreciate that. If occasionally he wants to take it in his direction, he's always smart and thoughtful. I'm okay with it. I don't know. I watch that. I am a LeBron fan, not a critic. So I see him as sort of calculated, but I've probably used the wrong word. I think it's probably more strategic. Again, not a lot of billionaires that aren't strategic. You could use planned, but I see this all the time. I I remember years ago having a a woman uh, boss. A lot of the old school guys didn't like it. She doesn't listen. Very rigid. I don't know. Could be prepared. If you like LeBron, you just see that as an answer. Kind of rambles. So what? You have a right. If you don't like LeBron, that guy is calculated. I'm good with either, but let's be reasonable here. We keep asking athletes questions. We make them show up after games. We interview and during games, coaches, players. They have a right to answer it any way they want. And for LeBron to take two to three minutes, I'm okay with it. That didn't feel that cunning, calculated to me. Now, Chris Mannix on the show, it landed differently for him. Nobody has leveraged situations through contracts and his career more than LeBron James. And LeBron's probably thinking, age 39, can I do the same thing over again? Probably not. So I think in his mind, he's saying, look, I have the one lever I have to pull is me. I can say, I'm not going to come back unless you do exactly what I want what you want me to do. Next year is probably his last year to win a championship. And he's going to find a way through any means necessary to making sure the best possible players are on that roster. So Chris used the word leveraged. I would use the word empowered. Cuz that's how I see LeBron. His childhood bouncing around, no dad, a lot of chaos. He has had a plan. You sort of have to to get out of that environment. Never in trouble. Always prepared. Somewhat strategic. Those are not negative words for me. You see leveraged. I see empowered. Um, Denver Nuggets disrespect. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. And I actually agree with this one. 
coming up. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You're now entering the No Bull Zone, sponsored by Credible. Great rates and none of the bull. So Gilbert Arenas was on a J.J. Reddick podcast, and they were talking about the Nuggets and the disrespect and Jokic, who's a two-time MVP. And uh, Gilbert Arenas said something that is true, of course. We talked about it earlier this week, but nobody's going to like it. Here it is. Jokic can win his championship. No one's going to care. Let's just be honest. I'm sorry. He's not going to go from where he is right now to this super mega star because he's not doing anything kids want to see. It's the players, their personality. Um, you know, Jokic is, is is great, but he doesn't have it. That's right. That's why I compared Denver to potentially the San Antonio Spurs, and I did not compare him to Shaq and Kobe's dynasty or the Heatles. Uh, not every champion is fascinating. The Kansas City Royals in 2015 won a World Series. The star was their bullpen. The 2002 Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Brad Johnson, captain checked down at quarterback. Their star was a defensive tackle. The Bobby Ross Georgia Tech 1990 National Champs. Can you name a player? Forget three. For the record, not every dynasty is fascinating. Duncan Spurs lost 40% of the ratings of the preceding dynasty, Shaq and Kobe. Alabama's dynasty, the first half of it was all defense. USC and Texas played for a natty, got a 22 rating. That's an NFL playoff number. Bama was getting 15s and 16s. Just wasn't that interesting. And that's okay. I'm in the interesting business. I have to be interesting. If I am, I can get a rating. Sports is in the winning business. And Denver's built to win. 
They're young. They're ascending. They've got one of the great players in the league, maybe all-time at center. He's that good. Shooting, passing, dribbling, screening, IQ. Jokic is everything. Sometimes in our business, dysfunctional can be wildly compelling. Really, really compelling. Again, that's the business we're in. Shaq and Kobe's dynasty was dynamic. The Heatles, dynamic. The Pistons, physical, bullies. The Nuggets, if they become a dynasty, they're efficient. (laughs) Jokic's jersey is the 12th biggest seller in the league, behind LaMelo Ball at 11. This is much more Daniel Day-Lewis than Tom Cruise. It is not succession. It will not be Game of Thrones. And if I was Denver, I would lean into it. It is a great tool, a great advantage that Mike Malone can use over and over and over. Nobody respects us. Nobody thinks it'll last. Nobody gives us any credit. Fans always want their team to be worshipped. That's where egos happen. When you, when you call somebody the Heatles before they win a championship, right? Shaq and Kobe, stars, all ego, should have lasted twice as long. One of the great advantages to Denver is they'll never be totally embraced. We'll call them boring. Guys like me will call them efficient. And you can use that, weaponize that in the locker room year after year, series after series. But not all great teams and dynasties are fascinating. Alabama's better now because it's more about quarterbacks and receivers. First 10 years, it was about pass rushers, inside linebackers, and corners. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Wait, way to start the show wiping out our entire audience in Denver. Nice job there. Just totally taking Denver behind the woodshed. You and I like efficient. <laughs> efficient does it for me. Sometimes. I mean, listen, Gilbert Arenas is not wrong, you know? Not a lot of it there. Not a lot of juice. Now, I, Jamal Murray, you know, he's my guy. He likes right. to talk a little trash. Like, tonight's game's got juice because you got Jimmy Butler. You have this Celtics potential dynasty rolling down the hill. So this, the storyline in this is very interesting. Once this, once Denver got up 3-0, the series was over. The efficient team was going to steamroll the old clunky Lakers. The story in Miami. Now, again, it, Boston's a bit of a national brand. Miami, just because they've been so good for so long, is too. But I think the story tonight's a fascinating story. Well, and we've got some news. About 90 minutes ago, Miami ruled Gabe Vincent, starting uh, shooting guard slash point guard, out for Game 5. Suffered that ankle injury late. You saw him on the sideline. Um, did not look good. He briefly returned to the game. Colin, this is, I know people are going to say Gabe Vincent, no big deal. He's been good for this. This guy's averaging 34 minutes a game in the series, shooting 50% from deep in that big game three win where they went up 3 nothing. He had six threes, 29 points. Yeah. This is a huge loss because now, like, what do you do? Kyle Lowry's got to start? He's like and, a 25 and, minute a game guy. Yeah. So, feels like it's going back to Miami. I do think it is, yeah. Yeah. And the Heat went in six. So, I was all on Miami plus eight. It's up to eight and a half now. I think I'd probably still take Miami plus eight and a half, but my the thought of them winning tonight feels less inevitable. Yeah. I mean, we're looking at what heavy Duncan Robinson minutes off the bench. Like, I mean, this could be a Jimmy Butler 40, 45 minute, uh, uh, you know, game. The series is not over. 
It's not over. It's not. Uh, there's a it's, chance it's, Boston comes back. It's mostly over, but it's not over. I, I think Boston wins tonight, and it goes back to Game Six. If it goes back to how about, Boston for seven, how about uh, we know Tatum is a killer in Game Seven at one, 50, 111, 106 Boston. So Miami covers. How many for Butler? Uh, thirty-two. I go thirty-seven for Jimmy buckets, okay. um, and we both think the Celtics win tonight. All right, next up, uh, Lamar Jackson. Finally, finally reported to Ravens OTAs earlier this week after missing voluntary workouts. Uh, the team is installing a new offense with OC Todd Munkin. Uh, Lamar, though, said he's enjoying this new system. Offense is smooth. Um, more verbiage um, than usual. Um, I like it. I'm, I'm loving it so far. I mean, just being able to throw the ball down the field. You know, we sometimes, sometimes, you know, we can't. Running not going. Running can only take you so far, you know. And I feel like with, with this new era of uh, teams and offenses in the league, I feel like we need that. And Coach Todd Munkin, what I'm saying, his offense so far is looking tremendous. Uh, for the record, it, it's good he's now he's going to this OTA. Nice of him to show up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we like we like that. But the other thing is, in this off season, both Josh Allen and Lamar have said, you know, the running thing's overrated. This reminds me years ago. I asked Michael Vick. I said, you know, Mike, when you came into the re- league from Virginia Tech, running. And I, I'm like, I remember asking, I could have asked him on the air. It was either on or off. I forget what I said. When did you decide I'm going to run less? And he talked about a game. It was like, it was Philadelphia or something. It was cold or something. And he got popped. And the next morning he woke up and he's like, I'm going to sit in the pocket more. And, and that's generally what happens is, I mean, just in high school and college, you just don't get hit like you do in pro football. And I think Lamar, who's always passed better than people want to acknowledge, and Josh Allen, I mean, Josh Allen reminds me a lot of Cam and Big Ben. It works for about six years, and then you start aging really quickly, and Lamar's not that size. So this is, I don't know. I've always thought he throws a better ball than people want to acknowledge. He throws a great ball, but the thing that makes him so dangerous is the threat of him running, right? Because if he's loose, he's beating linebackers. He's beating safeties. You can still run six times a game and not nine, 12. Is that offense as good as if Lamar's only rushing six times a game? It's... First of all, you can the threat of running is real. That doesn't mean you can't. And also, if you start running less, people defend the run less. You can go back, pivot to running, and have more open lanes. Right now, people are waiting for him to run. I mean, they're, they're waiting for him. Element of surprise. Go 75-25 pass over run. I, it'll always be part. Justin Herbert, by the way, is not a runner. But when he does, he often just puts his shoulder down and barrels over a guy. And I'm like... Would you put Herbert in the same class of runner as no. Josh Allen and Lamar? No. No. No, no. I mean, Josh Allen, like, has to run. They have no running game. He's got to run the football. And they can say all they want. Like, Lamar's a little different. Like, I think their offense is geared toward the run. And because of the run, that's how they're able to pass so well. Um, I don't... You're buying this stuff from Lamar? Like, yes. I'm not going to run as much. I'm gonna... I am. I I like, first of all, like their coach, like their defense, like their culture. They've added receivers. If OBJ plays 12 games, feels like a playoff team to me. If Lamar plays in December, feels like a playoff team. He'll be fine. He got a lot of rest last year. (laughs) A lot of rest. Final story is the Buffalo Bills. You know, listen, they they were 13-3 and last year, and um, they still haven't reached the Super Bowl. They went into last season. Josh Allen's going to be the MVP. They're going to win the Super Bowl. Neither happened. Josh Allen, his sixth season in Buffalo, said all he wants is to finally get that Super Bowl. I want to give everything that I have for as long as I play. And, um, you know, I'm not saying that I haven't done that in the past, but there's always new ways that I can find to get better and not being complacent with what I'm doing on the field, um, understanding 
that there's a lot of plays that we left out there. And, and you know, statistically, you look at it, we're, we're, we were top three, four offense in the league last year, and um, it wasn't good enough. So just losing the playoffs isn't fun, you know, and um, I, I so ba badly want to bring Super Bowl here to Buffalo, and I just don't want anything to get in the way of allowing me to be the best quarterback that I can be for this team. You know, so they had Jim Kelly, and they were always the second-best team in the league when they got to the Super Bowls. And, you know, Cowboys were there. There were great teams. And now they get Josh Allen, and there's Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. Does it, does it feel like, oh, Buffalo's going to go through this again? They're going to struggle to get out of the AFC. And when they do, you know, are, are, are they going to face a loaded Niners-Eagles roster? Like, you could see, I mean, they're very, they were great for years with Marv Levy and Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas and Andre Reed, Bruce yeah. Smith. It was, it was a, I mean, it was the second-best team in the league a lot. And I feel like Buffalo is starting to feel like that again, like they're going to be the second-best team in the AFC and the second-best team in the league. That's why I'd like to see them break through, because I really do think if they could get the O-line figured out, I think it would be the difference. Like Cincinnati's got – KC had to rebuild their O-line. They did in a year. Cincinnati did. They've kind of in two years. It's been like four years now, and they can't get the O-line right yeah. with a defensive coach. It's like, get the O-line fixed, and you feel like a Super Bowl team. We'll learn a lot about Buffalo early, Colin. They open, remember, with the Jets on September 11th, Monday Night Football. If they lose that game next week at the Raiders, versus the Raiders, then versus Washington, then Miami. So there's a... You know, there's a world where it's like, oh no, are we in trouble if we lose to the to the Jets? Remember, you're getting two wins over the Jets basically every year, even though the Jets split with them last year. So you think, Miami's better. So you New England's think, still kind of a, a bad franchise. So they open up with the Jets. Where's the game at? In New York. Aaron Rodgers home opener under the lights. Oh my God, that is great. We'll see how the Bills' offensive line is. Oh, that's good. I, I, the lines come toward the Jets in that opener. Well, I would because the Jets' strength is the D line and the. Bill's weakness is the O-line. So that's, by the way, that's why the Jets last year played them very tough. Because their D-line yeah. dominated their own. And the Jets' D-line is much improved. Jets will win the opener. God. All right. Remember earlier this week, it was like, oh, Roger's ankle. Ah. No, it's fine. Jets are going to win that opener. <laughs> Jets are going 1-0, baby. It's only, what, four months away? Can't yeah. wait. Yeah. We need to go on vacation, come back, watch the Denver Nuggets win the finals, take another vacation, come back. Oh, the Nuggets talk. are definitely winning the finals? I think they're good. Okay. Tyler Hero comes back, though. It gets interesting. And they say he's going to come back. Jason Tatum carries Boston. It gets even more interesting. All right. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Line News. You know, it's interesting. One of the knocks by the blogosphere and the media about shows like ours, which is an opinion show, you know, the first takes, undisputed in this show is, oh, you guys, clickbait. But the truth is, we don't make any money off clicks. Blogs do. And so I've said before, blogs tend to, everything is outrageous. Everything is crazy. I can't believe it. And it's like, yesterday I had a, a take, and it wasn't that crazy. Because the ringer, uh, Kevin O'Connor, reputable, uh, brought it up. Nick Wright, I didn't see this until like late yesterday. I was kind of out of pocket. Uh, also talked about it. LeBron to the Warriors. And I said, it's not that crazy. And this morning, uh, I read a story in the San Francisco newspaper covering that wacky trade idea I had. It's not that wacky. Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City to go to the rival Warriors. That felt wacky. Then he left Steph and the Warriors dynasty to go to goofy Brooklyn. That felt wacky. 
both happened. The Minnesota Timberwolves already had a very good center, Carl Anthony Towns. They traded nine picks and players to go get another center. That felt wacky. <laughs> Elon Musk bought Twitter. Trump was president. The Pentagon released videos of the UFOs. That feels wacky. LeBron to the Warriors is not that wacky. Tom Brady to the pathetic Buccaneers, little wacky. Kawhi wouldn't go to practice in San Antonio. They trade him to Canada. Little wacky. Both happened. Both won titles. Ask yourself. LeBron, as we talked about earlier in the show, can be strategic. LeBron wants to play for titles. LeBron has said his favorite player is Steph Curry. LeBron is exactly what the Warriors need, another dependable offensive piece. LeBron doesn't want to have to be the key defender. Oh, they've got one, Draymond Green, nor the key rebounder. Oh, they've got one of those too, Kayvon Looney. LeBron can shoot fewer threes. They've got Stephen Clay. LeBron is what they need. Now, he's not young, but the Warriors two weeks ago acknowledged their future is Steph, 35 years old, Clay, 33, and Draymond, 33. This is not exactly a, a, a youth center. They got rid of Wiseman. They don't play Kuminga. Moody has to beg to get on the floor. They don't play young guys. Even when they acquire somebody, they want some. They had D'Angelo Russell when he was young. He lasted an hour. It's not that wacky. I think you'd be a wacko if you were LeBron, got called by the Warriors, and didn't take the phone call. I think you'd be a wacko if you were Rob Palenka, and they said Wiggins, Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga, and you didn't take the phone call. And I think if LeBron called Steve Kerr, if Steve didn't give him 15 minutes, throw a few ideas around. I mean, you know, corporations do this all the time. They go to a retreat. Like in California, we live in Los Angeles here. About two hours up the road or an hour up the road, there's a town called Ojai. And it's very spiritual. You take business retreats. You go up to Ojai. And you bring out the whiteboard, and everybody relaxes, and you write ideas for the future of the company, and most of them don't make any sense, but you discuss them. Want to see around corners, what's happening, what did happen, what do you want to be in front of, what do you want to get out of? You take the call. Again, Elon Musk bought Twitter. We thought it was wacky. Trump president, I didn't buy it initially. UFOs from the Pentagon, huh? Really? I don't think it's that crazy. The blogs all pick up on it. They get clicks. That's how they get paid. I'm okay with it. But let's not pretend we haven't watched crazy stuff happen. I remember when I broke the story on Brady to the Buccaneers. Joy Taylor was sitting next to me. I'm like, I'm not sure if I could break it. I've got the information. This is crazy. That franchise is a pirate ship. Why would, why would uh, detail-oriented, business-minded Tom Brady go to the pirate ship in Ybor City? He did. And in a COVID year with no preseason, they won the Super Bowl. After being 7-5, and five, screaming at people in Chicago against the Bears as they were getting beat by an average Bear team. So I, I don't think it's crazy. I think if you line stuff up, LeBron wants to play for titles. The Warriors have said everything has to be on Steph's timeline. Well, LeBron can only be great for a half. If LeBron would have been on the Warriors and they were just great for a half, they wouldn't have gone seven games against Sacramento. They'd have wrapped it up in five or six. 
Now, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily think it's going to happen, but you got to discuss this stuff. You got to, I mean, let's be honest. If one year ago I said Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, you'd be like, <laughs> you mean like what Favre did? That didn't work. Aaron Rodgers is now on the Jets. Going from a winning franchise in Green Bay to the longest playoff drought in the league, the New York Jets, tenuous ownership, defensive coach on the hot seat, can't get quarterback right, O-line, not that redeemable yet. A year ago, he's going to go to the Jets. He's going to leave Green Bay. He's talking about retirement. No, he's going to go to New York, get a new haircut, manifest youth, and can't wait to play. Sounds wacky. It's not that wacky. All right. Good stuff. Crazy. Clickbaity. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. 
home to iconic wins for Secretariat, Seattle Slough, and American Pharoah. The most famous final furlong in the history of racing is coming to Fox. Don't miss the 2023 Belmont Stakes, June 10th, only on Fox. Uh, for the record, if you were an eight-time Pro Bowl quarterback and led the 80s in touchdown passes, would you be a legend? Yes. Alex English is an eight-time NBA All-Star and led the 1980s in the NBA in scoring. Did not make the top 75 players of all time. <laughs> I've said this about the NBA. Love it. Watch a ton of it. I'll be watching tonight every second. But it is so much about flash that sometimes it makes no sense. It is unbelievable to me that we give MVPs to people who don't play defense and never elevate a teammate. And Alex English led the 80s in scoring. Twenty, He went 10 years. You got 21, 24, 26, 27. <laughs> Not a top 75 player. So he's going to join us at the top of next hour. We were talking about that with, with Jokic is that Jokic, is, it's, his game isn't necessarily fun. If you look at the top jersey sales in the NBA, uh, most of these players can't hold his jock. Um, and, you know, they're, they're good players. Uh, LeBron, understandably, Steph Curry, Tatum, Giannis, no knock, Luka, big scoring machine, Durant, Booker. But, I mean, Jokic is a much better player than John Morant, much better player than Devin Booker, uh, Kyrie Irving, LaMelo Ball. I'm actually shocked that Jokic is ahead of Joel Embiid. Centers usually uh, don't do terribly well on this stuff because kids don't relate to big seven-footers. By the way, Jordan Poole is 15. You ask Warrior fans, he's their least favorite player. But he's flashy and he's fun. So Alex English, top of next hour. Um, you know, that, that, that's one of those things where Jokic isn't going to sell a bunch of jerseys, and the San Antonio Spurs and Duncan didn't sell a lot of jerseys. They were just efficient, fundamental, and great. And that's what Denver is. And that's okay. It's like I've come to terms with um, not every championship team is fascinating. N not every dynasty is. Most are. Most dynasties have personalities because they get, you know, you start winning two and three and four championships. Um, you get a little cocky, you get endorsement deals, you know, they start infighting, but San Antonio never did. It was like Parker and Ginobili and, uh, Tim Duncan, no fighting. Popovich had his culture, you know, the, the, by the way, I said this, it, it, Brady and the Patriots by and large, I lived in Connecticut for 10 years. So I, I kind of became, you know, you become a fan of something. If you watch it over and over and over again, I don't think the Patriots, were that exciting. It, they were all about, they, much like Denver, they had a highly efficient star surrounded by really good players. But I mean, it was like the only time that you could say New England was really dynamic were the Randy Mosh years and they never won a championship. The, the New York Giants have done this in my entire life. The Giants have never been captivating outside of New York, even in their championship years. Eli Manning's done a dynamic athlete. Either it was Jeff Hostetler or Phil Simms. I always compare the New York Giants to the, the NFL's accounting firm. Good business, not fun to talk about. Um, I mean, even in New York, you'll get more Knicks talk, Yankees talk, the Mets tire fire talk than you will a lot of times on the Giants. For years and years, they just won. You know, Parcells was the biggest personality. And then Lawrence Taylor was. <laughs> So uh, I don't think it's a knock on Denver. It's just 
They're in, a, they're in a highly efficient team, very much feel like San Antonio. I think you can use that as a wedge, as a lever to tell your team that nobody respects you. If Tyler Hero doesn't play, I think they'd walk over Miami. Uh, I think they're gonna. I think they would beat Boston because the pressure would totally be on Boston. It would not be on Denver. So, uh, and but I'm excited to watch them play. I saw this story. I, I like this a lot. So uh, there are certain things out there that seem like obvious, um, and that's why it's really important when you're a young athlete. Often, like where you come from. Do you come from a stable environment with quarterbacks, for instance? So Patrick Mahomes' family is stable. His dad was a pro athlete. And I feel like I can tell, right? Like the minute Mahomes got into this league, he cared about the right stuff. And that's a big deal, right? Like you want your kids to think about the right stuff. You want them to be curious and compassionate. And you don't want them to hate school. You don't want them to have the wrong friends. You know, you want your kids to care about the right stuff. And athletes... The ones that care about the right stuff have better careers. It's not the most talented people. I've seen a lot of talented guys. They care about the money, the ads, the fame. So Patrick Mahomes, day one in this league, has always cared about the right thing, which is guy's got like 40 endorsements, making over $10 million a year just in endorsements. I would guess it's closer to $30 million a year in endorsements. And he was asked about uh, his new contract being the biggest of all time in the NFL. It's not about being the highest paid guy. It's not about making a ton of money. I'm, I, I've made enough money where I'll be set for the rest of my life. Um, but at the same time, you got to find that line where you're making a good amount of money, but you're still keeping a lot of great players around you so you can win these Super Bowls and you're able to compete in these games. So making the most money in, the, in any business is always temporary. It can be television. It can be finance, it can be tech, it can be music, entertainment, sports. But if you look at the highest paid quarterbacks in the league, you'll find a trend. It's the last guy to sign a contract. <laughs> Lamar's the last guy to sign a contract. He's the highest paid. Jalen Hurts signed one a couple weeks earlier. He's the second highest paid. And then Aaron Rodgers moved to the Jets recently. He's the third highest paid. Um, it's temporary. Legacy is irreplaceable. Tom Brady's the example. Money is about temporary ego. Legacy is about permanent, sustainable values and productivity and championships. And, and that's why I've, one of the first things that you notice about most of these great young quarterbacks in this league, it's a really good time to be the commissioner of the NFL. Burrow's about winning. Mahomes about winning. Josh Allen's about winning. Let's, Herbert appears to be about winning. He needs to win more. Uh, Jalen Hurts is about winning. Doesn't mean you can't, you can't take the bag. That's not what it's about. But when I see the young media saying they deserve this and they deserve that, it's a very clear line to winning. You need a great coach. These days, it would help if he's an offensive coach, and you can't take the most. You, you've got to be able to be flexible with your team. Mahomes got that from day one. And you know what? Credit his parents. Credit him. Watch athletes when they come into the league. I said this about Baker Mayfield. He wanted to do commercials. It's like, dude, you haven't done anything yet. Tom Brady wouldn't do a commercial for years after Super Bowls. When he finally did one, he would only do it if he could include his offensive lineman, the Visa commercial. Brady got it. It was about winning. Then once he strayed away, off-season, little endorsements, bring my guys in. Baker just wanted to be a star, which I thought always was about Baker's insecurity. Knowing he wasn't great, I'm going to take what I can take when I can take it. 
And so, I mean, th this speaks well to Mahomes. He gets it. Big time. Bigly. By the way, I wonder if it does worry you a little, J-Mac, that Aaron Rodgers is so highly compensated. What it means is, eventually, is you have to hit a lot of draft picks. You could, for instance, Denver with Russell Wilson. He wanted to get paid a lot. That's fine. That, however, when you give up your draft picks to Seattle, so it's one thing to limit the team with a big contract like Russell. It's another, Mahomes, you don't have to give up draft picks, right? He's already in town. But that's what makes the Russell Wilson Denver situation really tricky. So they had to give up all this draft capital to get Russell. So they have fewer picks. Now they have to hit on all of them. I mean, there's always been sort of a belief in the NFL, accumulate draft picks, try to get 10 or 11 every year. Even the best GMs, Brett Veach, Chris Ballard, Howie Roseman. Howie Roseman's a great GM. He's whiffed multiple times. So you want the most draft picks you can get, right, to build in some whiffs. The great G Bill Polian's a Hall of Famer. I remember asking him one time on the air off. I said, did you ever have a complete whiff? He said, yeah, two days in the camp. Had a guard. Could not play a lick. He's one of the great personnel guys ever. Couldn't play a lick two days in. Um, and so what Denver got into is, we're going to give you a bunch of draft capital. Now we have five, six picks. Now you got to hit on all of them. It's virtually impossible. John Lynch has done a great job with the Niners. They drafted a running back years ago. I remember texting John Lynch because I watched this kid play two games for Utah. And I don't need to call him out, but I said, I love that running back. <laughs> Never played. What do I know? So, I mean, who would have guessed Kittle would be that great in the fifth round? Who would have guessed Jennings, sixth round? I mean, who would have guessed Brock Purdy, seventh round? Some of this stuff, you just, if people would have thought Brock Purdy was that good, he would have gone in the third round. Like, so some of this stuff is, it is really, you've done a lot of vetting, but there's some guesswork. So Denver's in a weird spot. So Kansas City, they're going to do all they can to move off people, Tyree kill and get picks, knowing 30% will underachieve or whiff. It's a numbers game. I've compared it to when you're a young guy, you go to a bar, you're trying to meet girls. Yes. If you hit on three girls, your chances of getting a number, okay. If you hit on like eight different girls over the course of the <laughs> night, somebody's going to give you the number, right? Um, I do want to go back to something you said earlier. I don't know how much time we have here. Well, in 15 seconds. Uh, all right. Well, well I'll save it hour? for later. But this idea of Jokic is boring. You know who used to be boring and changed everything about his personality and made a lot of money? Floyd Mayweather. You know his story, right? Well, Good boxer, boring, yeah. changed, yeah. made a lot of money. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. 
Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com.